0: Presenting sponsor of today's Year In Spectacular Foot Guns podcast is Bass Pro Shops. Are you a pro? Are you a bass? Are you a shop? It doesn't matter. Come on down and we'll hook you up. This is Boomer, <laughs> turning you over to our inimitable host, Wasabi But Research. Wasabi, take us through the new year. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm great. I'm just really enjoying my new trolling motor that I got set up courtesy of our new sponsor catching some really, really nice catfish down here in the river. Going to fry them up for lunch in a little bit. So let's knock this podcast out and knock the rest of this awful 2021 year out of the books and uh, and get on to 2022 because, uh, I don't know, I'm ready for it. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, it was, it was really an awful year. We were uh, on the phone last night talking about how Like, we made a bunch of money this year, and it just feels terrible. Like, (laughs) really terrible still.
0: Yeah, on a percent basis, I think it's my best performing year ever, and I, like, want to die.
1: Well, with that, welcome to the holiday spooktacular Santa Claus Rally, Everyone Gets COVID edition of uh, Foot Guns. It's Hal, Wasabi, and Boomer. I think this must be the first podcast with all three of us, uh, if I'm if I'm wrong. Um, but but this is fun. Let's uh let's take a little trip back um through through the year. So I don't know, like I think it makes sense to talk a little bit about foot guns, like where like you guys started this thing just kind of because I guess how you were sending a lot of voice memos to Boomer and going back and forth and then suddenly it turned into like a real thing with thousands of subscribers and listeners. So I don't know, let's do some back padding. What, uh, what, what kind of surprised you about, about how this is, uh, turned out and what, um, I don't know, what, what are we going to do next year?
2: Uh, uh, I mean, I'll start with eight, you know what, what we, we got a thousand subs on day one and we were kind of just like, okay, you know that's it's better than nothing, um but yeah, eight thousand now it starts to feel like okay um people people are enjoying this we've we've had a really really good time doing it, and I'm excited to keep keep it growing and I'm excited like the path that we're on um yeah boomer, I don't know what do, what do you gotta say
0: yeah i mean I, th- I think uh I think that if you look at it, if uh you know the best Token picker that I've seen, um, if you make an analogy to stock picker, has been how. And I think uh, we originally, you know, we're like, oh, there's all these traders out there who want to trade it. But nobody wants to trade it. (laughs) And everyone wants to just accumulate as much as possible, get as many airdrops as possible. And so uh, also, you know, I went on my, my, this is my first year in crypto, unlike you guys. And I went on a bit of a crypto journey where I was like, Okay, this is a thing. I realize it's a thing. Okay, I'm gonna to get to get past the Bitcoin maxis. Then I feel like which is a very next common next step, I became a Ethereum maxi because I was like use case, use case, use case. Bitcoin is inert. And then I was like, oh god, there's Ethereum maximalists and those bankless fuckers. And I was like, they're just as bad as the Bitcoin Maxi people. And then through um, watching How 69K and his leadership work at Badger and your work at Badger and disclosure, I'm long the coin Badger as a result. Because, uh, you know, foot guns in 2022 is going to look a little bit different. It's going to be DAO maxis, if that's a thing. But it's kind of funny because the whole idea of DAO is there are no maxis, right? So let's, let's
1: talk about that a little. I don't think we've really talked about this that much on the podcast, but is Footguns a DAO now? We have a token. There is a multi-sig. People are on the multi-sig. I'm writing up a proposal to offload my underperforming NFTs to the DAO because I think they're going to be a great investment for next year. What What's happening with that? Is this is, is Footguns a DAO now?
2: Um, I mean, I think technically... You know we have we have everything behind the multisig. So yeah, if things want to get done, then you got to go through some form of like you know decentralized governance. Um, even though it's a small group of people, I think I think there's 80 wallets that have tokens, and like four of them are mine. So uh, that's like 76 wallets that have tokens. So yeah, I mean it's a, a let's call it a decentralized group.
0: Yeah, it's a price. The results so far are impressive. I think the price of the token is doubled. I mean, that's not why we're here. Let's just keep this in mind. Anybody listening for the first time, the goal is, is not necessarily that, you know, create a new token, but Hal made an incredible point last night with Sabi, which was, I think we're the only thing in the only token out there that had a product before a token or a project. And if you're listening, like the way
1: to get these tokens, I don't know if we've really laid it out, but step one, you go to your, your local Bass Pro shop. Step two, (laughs) you take a selfie in front of the fishing lures section. Step three, what's step three? You send it to the Footguns Discord, and then with your ETH address, <laughs> so you get some tokens. I, honestly,
2: you, you're you're making. I was thinking about this last night that um, we offer an airdrop to anyone that you know sends some receipt of like an item that they bought at Bass Pro Shop. We'll send you, you know, send us an Ethereum address and a receipt of, you know, maybe just you being in a Bass Pro Shop or you know. <laughs> COVID, uh, and we'll mask on, <laughs>
0: COVID restrictions. Yeah, are yeah, absolutely. Yeah, six
2: foot distance to the outside of a Bass Pro Shop and we'll airdrop some tokens to you because everybody loves airdrops.
1: Or just under the big sign because the sign is really, I mean, that's classic iconography, right?
0: Yeah, I think what we got wrong or what I got wrong or whatever, probably me, uh, what I got wrong was I thought the amount of people who wanted to, to just trade in the major cryptos, the top sort of three, was a lot higher than it is, and what I've realized is that uh, the DeFi, Dgen area is just about mass accumulation it's like a bunch of hoarders and it's really weird because a lot of the people who are 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 into the airdrops are really wealthy in real life and have real you know tradfi jobs and everything but this reward structure of airdrops has come to, I think, dominate DeFi, and It's a reward for participating. It's a reward. It's, it's like for me, and I know this is the 30th thousandth time you've heard this, but for me, it's democracy plus. Like, it's like you get a prize for voting, you get a little sticker. And so um I think you'll see less focus on sort of, uh you know, maybe the trading aspects of, foot guns uh, in the in 2022 just because that audience I thought existed which was you know hey really you know first time trader or long time trader looking to hone my game I I just everybody's just like yeah yeah yeah, whatever when's the next air drop over at uh, Wonderland yeah yeah yeah, whatever what do you think about this project
1: yeah I mean it's interesting like I was in, so I'm I'm a, a cow swap maxi. I think we're gonna have them on the podcast in the next uh, in the next year, but it's ooh that's new, exciting.
0: Uh, Don't tease that unless you can make it happen or something.
1: Oh, it's 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 happening. Um, so but it like they're one of these uh, exchanges that's been rumored to do an airdrop, and I'm in their Discord. Um, and you just had all these people spamming random comments, and it was like, why are they doing this? And because like other airdrops had a uh, they were you know based on how many comment they were trying to incentivize like being contributor in their discord and like making comments so you just get these like I I don't know if they're bots or like actual people just like spamming good morning or like shit posting in the discord to the point where they're like stop like here's actually and they the guy just like linked to the forum post that had the actual details about the airdrop because like it creates this kind of like mass airdrop harvesting behavior so I don't know, like, I think that's like one of the areas that these protocols need to really figure out is like, how do you, how do you, uh, get the airdrop to the hands of the right people who actually care, who are going to like not just dump your token or, you know, it's, it, it like does create a lot of this parasitic behavior. Um, but it's also fantastic marketing. So I think, uh, the, the people that think more deeply about that are going to, are going to, be able to better align with, with the goals that they're actually trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. Well, sorry, I think you were trying to tell me this a lot, but I just wasn't listening, which is like, nobody's here to trade, man. They're here to accumulate. (laughs) Like, like, you know, it's a, it's a universe of hodlers. Now you may exchange one token for another, for greater value or whatnot, but uh, people are less interested in, I mean, I keep, Trading this sell Ethereum above one four thousand trade that's worked like ten times in a row, but that's not necessarily what 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 DeFi DGen is interested in doing. You know? I yeah, think, I, uh, I just
2: I, I push back personally because for me, yeah, I want tokens, and I think trading is just like a way to get tokens. It's just that you're on the. You know, like you are just trying to accumulate stablecoin, right? Where, like, I am trying to accumulate time and spell and whatever. So, yeah, I went like you know, I got I got rid of some of my spell at twenty five or oh oh two five right two two point five cents um, to get more at two cents, right? Yeah, so now I have more spell than I had originally. But yeah, it's a it's a risk that you are taking that you are gonna you are gonna lose your tokens if you if you sell at the wrong time, right? And you don't get a lower price to buy back in. I think, I think it's not just
1: trading. It's like, and and there's a good episode of the Uncommon Core podcast where you talked about this. It's like the desire to be early, like the desire to have bought Ethereum at 10 cents or the desire to have been in Bitcoin at like, you know, 20 bucks or 30 bucks. Right. Cause like, that's the kind of like life changing money. And like you, then you'd go back and say like, okay, like, you know, how many of you would actually have held Ethereum since 80 or whatever, Right. But that's, that seems like a, a very powerful desire that backs a lot of this market, right? The, the desire to, to find the next big thing and to be early in it. So you can just like make this life changing amount of money in just one trade or one, you know, one uh, decade long hotel.
0: Yeah. Or I don't know. You, you, yeah. You, you're sort of playing for, uh, you're like more like an options trader. You're, you're self venture capitalist. as a tradified guy like me, like shorts Ethereum at 4,000, 10 times in a row, and makes, a hundred percent, you know, and so it's but it is just a different it is a, a different thing. And uh, I, I am uh, the, 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 the shift of, you know, Bankless can have the Ethereum maxi lane and they can talk about how useful it is, even though, you know, gas fees are clogging up the arteries of finance. But um, and, you know, Pump can have his Bitcoin lane, but there's no one out there in the Dow lane. So we're we're we're. Oh, the Dow yeah. Line.
2: So I want to. Wasabi, I want your uh, your view on this, because you weren't here. So the last uh, public podcast we did with uh, JVL, I made the statement that I thought Sushi was one of the best DAOs. Um, and I think this was like the day before all of the drama exploded around uh, the $5,000 dinner and, uh, you know, whatever, the the DAO sort of just being in chaos and this sort of thing. The token uh, crashed to what I think it was like, almost $4, $4.40. And then uh, now it's trading at $9.60, which is above the $8 that in July when Boomer said, uh, buy sushi. So uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on. And in my opinion, you know, the reason it's the best Dow is that it's up because of all the chaos and because of all the You know, from the beginning, it's been owned by no one, and the ownership of it has been fought for by everyone,
0: right? And it's no coincidence, like from a trading perspective, four is the big support. Four is what I've been staring at, looking at, going like, gee, I wish I could buy this thing at four. And so they kind of align in that way. But I think that, that, that the point that Hal makes should be underscored a thousand times, which is, you've you're, You you got this unique perspective into the thinking around the token that you own. So, you know, spend most of the time there and less of the time focused on, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's certainly doesn't hurt anyone to point out the $4 as long-term support for Sushi and that you have to be crazy not to buy it there, but also knowing what's going on within the project, which is taking place publicly and in, in a, you know, democratic way, I think is, uh, although there's some VC involvement in sushi, but I think they're good VCs um, is sort of the, the way to go. So let's do, let's do you, some worst and best of 2021.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait, I just had something more on sushi. Like, you know, it's a doubt when their uh, menu gets leaked on wrecked dot news and you see that they've paid for uh, a cocktail that has, is a Manhattan made with brown butter and lavender. So like once once you know once they're leaking the brown butter lavender Manhattan recipe on rec.com, like you know that just it's all hanging out there in the open.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I <laughs> invent yeah,
2: yeah, that on the uh, the blockchain. Yeah. They should they should just start making NFTs of all the receipts or whatever.
1: Yeah. I mean sushi is kind of like some someone that's like hot but also fucked up. And it seems like all of these like these these DAOs or like other people who like like Danny or or I guess it was like SBF like they want to like swoop in and be the savior right like everyone wants to swoop in and save sushi they're just like kind of like hanging all their dirty laundry out there but it is this great property I mean they have a awesome brand millions and billions of dollars are traded on there they've got these products that are in the works so yeah like I think I don't know we were talking this before but like. I would bet on sushi to have a comeback narrative just because it's like the most interesting thing, right? Like I think sushi's coming back in twenty two. I'm definitely not selling it.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. So I want you guys to do your best trades because I'm gonna take us off into rabbit holes with my best trades.
0: My right, best trade. Start. Yeah, best trade TradFi uh, whereas gasoline. I've just been a. um a perma gasoline bull, but missed the 12% move in one day and bought back in. And at one point I was the um, largest spec spreading over two months in the world on gasoline. It's like when you're going to the pump, you're paying me. Um, and then uh, worst trade was early, early Bitcoin it was just a disaster. I think I lost 50 grand getting used to, to, to crypto. Um, I think that uh, uh, I think one of my best trades there was, it was early on it was actually pre-start in, involving crypto, which I didn't trade, but I guess trade ideas was uh, I took apart ICP uh, based on some commentary, that how did or whatever, and it was, it came out and debuted at this really high price and I was just like, this is not a thing this is a total VC backed piece of trash and it's going to go down and it went down from what, like 400 to 40 or something. So um, I wasn't clear on how to short it at that time. And, and it was kind of scary to short anything with things going up like that. But, um, you know, I think in 2022, it's just going to be really, it's going to be that much harder for venture capital firms and, you know, whoever to fake it.
1: Wasabi, what about you? All right. So I'm still in this trade and it could, I could still get rugged. So, but I'm interested to talk about it. I think it's a good story. So there was, there still is an Ethereum to staking protocol called shared stake. And I had a couple of Ethereum in there. So what they do is, you know, there's this going to be this uh, upgrade to Ethereum in like the next year where it's going to go to proof of stake. And so they need all this Ethereum locked in to be validating uh, the chain for for that, right?
0: I'm so sorry to interrupt you. We were talking about that Ethereum was going to go proof to stake in June. Are they running late on that?
1: Um, It's one of those things like when you work with devs, it's like never tell us, never ask us when it's going to be because it's always going to be soon. It's going to be sometime in the next year, I guess. But then they're kind of, you know, it depends so, on who you ask. But, so
0: just, you know, just, def- Jeff, just FYI, I made a lot of money on Ethereum, and I thought they already switched to proof-of-stake in June. I was trading on that assumption.
1: No, no, it's going to be next year.
0: Sorry, <laughs> all, right, all right. Earning, earning the, the boomer badge. Yeah. Well, um, you, I mean, we talked about this a lot, Hal, right? You know, proof-of-stake versus proof-of-work, and you did, like, all the math behind it, and, and it was like it's happening in June, and I, I just assumed it happened and I didn't really because I kind of tuned out, you know, or whatever. So that's why I bought it at 2100 and whatever and sold it at
1: $4,000. There is definitely like a trading narrative like Raul Paul and like all these other guys were, you know, saying like the best trade is to, you know, buy up to the, up to the um, proof of stake transition. But then, I don't know, all this shit always keeps getting pushed back and you have to kind of, it's like a full time job to keep up with it. Um, anyway, so shared stake, they had 16,000 Ethereum, um, that were, that were, um, locked in these validators. And it's basically like in a multi-sig and they also issued a governance token. And so I had a, a couple of ETH in there just as like a, you know, staking, you know, do staking and get some of these governance tokens. And then over the summer, there was a rug and it, it, and the rug involved one of the devs, or I guess two of the devs, like it was kind of like a he said, she said situation. And uh, one of the devs left and the uh, VETH2, which is like the staking ETH token, was trading about, I don't know, like 80% of an ETH. It was trading at a discount to to Ethereum, right? So it was trading at like 80, 90 cents on the dollar. And after this rug, it went down to um, like 12 to 1, 13 to 1. So at that point, um, you're, you know, I was looking at it and I was talking to a bunch of people on discord. I actually did a, a podcast on it. Um, you had to handicap that the, you know, was this going to get recovered or is this also going to get taken in the rug? And you really, there's no way to know until the actual change to proof of stake happens. So like you still don't know until, until the next year is out. Um, so at, at that point, everyone was panicking and dumping and the ratio went down. And so like, you just did some simple probability and said like, okay, like if there's a 20% chance or, you know, if there's even like a 20% chance that it's not a rug, it shouldn't be selling at 13 to one or like, you know, so like just on the probabilities, I felt like I had to, had to buy some there. So I, I put another ether two in and then
0: you literally just described the investment thesis of distressed debt funds.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know. Am I getting higher expected value? Is it a no-brainer? Right? Like there's, okay, maybe there's like a 50, it, say it's a coin flip. If you're getting 12 to 1, like it's a good, it's a good bet, even if it goes to zero probabilistically. So I did that and it's since recovered. It's back at like two to one or something. Um, and we still don't know, like it could get rugged in the, in the, uh, in the merge, but I'm still in this trade, uh, hodling because the, one of the, the dev came back and he's like, Continuing to build it, so I think it's it's pretty good at this point. So I want to do some more research to see if I if I load up on even more. Um, but at this point, I would say if if that works out, that that'll be my best trade in crypto ever.
2: All right, I'm I'm just gonna leave at like uh, I think I just came up with like six. I don't even want to talk about because they're just boring. Um, the most interesting ones are NFT. This thing called the End Project came out. I can't remember when this was. It was like sometime in the summer or early fall or something. And it was literally, um, you just you just went on EtherScan and you put in a random number, um, and you. But it was like between zero and like eight, 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 and you minted this NFT, which was a black <laughs> a black square with some numbers on it. Um, and I sold one for two Ethereum. So I paid like 0.01 Ethereum to mint it and then sold it for two Ethereum like a day later or something like that. So I think that's like uh, mathematically like the best trade that I've ever had or whatever, even though it was still only two Ethereum. And then um, <clears throat> I put um, a couple Ethereum into the constitution DAO thing uh, when it was, you know, like first launch. Cause I was like, hell yeah, like I got this, to Ethereum that I made off of the stupid NFT, um, sure, let's throw it away. Um, and then I was—I remember—I was like in the car driving somewhere and listening to something, and and I don't know—they were talking about it like on CNBC or something. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like I forgot I put money into that, and then I went and looked, and uh, I'm pretty sure I ended up selling it like almost exactly at the top, um, unless it's like gotten higher by then. But it was a huge like. 10x or something like that. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, and then um, I, I mean, I, we we have to talk about ice, right? Because um, I, you know, I, I've been I've been in DeFi, following things really closely. I've seen projects get hacked. I'm now, you know, deeply involved in a hack with Badger. Um, but yeah, before any of this happened. I got hacked I was I knew a lot of people that were paying attention to the project that liked the project I started reading about it I found a Twitter space um, where, where you know this guy Danny that now everyone knows um, you know had a really strong leadership response to the hack and at, you know at the time it was like a 20 million dollar market cap so it was already tiny and I was looking at a chart and the chart itself, just looked like a goodbye. Um
0: There was a, a question. A big, this is Dan, yeah. This yeah. Is Danny, Danny guy, like everybody all is, is all, you know, your wasabi boat research and how 69 K and I've bimmer all that. This guy's name, Danny. And like the, the origin story of Danny, it seems like maybe that's just a whole podcast episode. Yeah, I'm I think out. it's
2: a, uh, his actual name is Daniela or something. I, I think he's, I don't know Spanish or Italian or something. Maybe I'm totally wrong. He's Italian. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. No. Well, yeah. Anyways, I mean, I, I I saw this like gap down in the price. I listened to the recovery plan. I the the whole thing's based around Uni V3 and the fact that no one knows how to use Uni V3. So if you if you believe in Uni Uni V3, I mean, it, it, it's a it's an interesting. Um, concept it's actually like i don't know way too much to get into here but um you know in my mind i was just like okay i think this thing is a a real product that could recover and the token's trading at like a dollar or something like that um there's no way it's gonna stay at a dollar um so yeah i bought a bunch of it i ended up um trading it all the way up to like 60 dollars from one um and yeah now that it's Now that it's trading at 20 or something, I like, I beat the crap out of, um, buy and hold strategy. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was, I mean, pretty much ice, um, made the year for me. The, uh, polygon would have made the year for me. So like what's going to worst trades. So best trade becoming the worst trade, um, made almost a million dollars on polygon and gave half of it back, uh, by getting liquidated on Ave uh, in in June,
1: <laughs> Boomer, what was your worst trade?
0: Oh, it was definitely um, getting into uh, crypto early on, trading, uh, learning Bitcoin's sort of rhythm. I have this philosophy, as it were, of uh, everything has sort of a personality. And so I had times where um and I was just trying to get to know the asset class. So I spent about fifty grand just getting to know the asset class as, as the TradFi guy, uh, for sure.
1: Yeah, I think mine, and I've talked about this before, is just uh paper handsing a good a good like amount of my kind of HODL Bitcoin stack from some tether fud that was, I believe it was early in the year, which uh is gonna rack up a nice tax bill for uh for uh, later in a couple months, but what is
0: paper is
1: Paper Paper-handsing, Well, is just uh, dumping, like having low conviction and dumping something, like the opposite Sell, of selling,
0: uh, yeah, selling. Selling support. Okay, yeah. So selling the lowest low. Not even no. It's, like, it's
2: like what I it's like what I talked about with um um like you should put your stops below where you would buy. Right? It's just like it's it's like stopping yourself out above above where you would
0: buy. I gotcha. Paper hands. Okay. Just, I'm learning these neat things. There's always a trad corollary. I just have to, you know, translate it.
1: All right. So we're talking about becoming Dow maxis. We like Dow's. We think Dow's are going to be a thing. What's the best use of a Dow that we have seen in the past year? Boomer. That's
0: a good question. I Dow think, Maxi, uh, boomer. I think Troll, foot guns.
2: Tr- trolling trolling the constitution bid.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was pretty I mean that's the one that gets the most headlines. But I think I think uh foot guns, which you know could have been a sort of uh make ourselves wealthy thing um using how 69k's incredible insight into picking tokens and my years as a trader or whatever and we or winding up a DAO. We're, we're we're down now. So we were, yeah. About- I mean, to
2: to you know, to be clear, like my we had a little, 50, you know, fifty thousand dollar market cap token, which you know, basically half of it's a fake token, and half of it is the money we made. And um, we now, you know, we gave it away to a bunch of random people on the internet. In the sense that it's now controlled by a multisig and. If we want it back, we got to convince those people to give it back. And I think that those people want to see Flipkens grow and become something and not just like cash out and close the, you know, close the,
0: the doors or whatever. And when you say fake coin, you mean just a coin that's backed by no collateral. It's not fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: it's a uh, it's it's uh Internet magic Internet money. Right. It's
0: um it's whatever you want it to be. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that, that, you know, just uh, I know everybody, if we get a little bow back from the Badger stuff or whatever, but getting an insight into Badger and reading all those posts, I think that their uh, response to whatever they've been going to has been mature and reasonable and uh, well measured. I mean, that's the real test, right? It's a stress test. Um, uh, and so maybe the Dow that did the best is under the most stress. Maybe it's sushi maybe it's bad exactly to...
2: that's I mean that's why I like sushi so much cuz they're um it's just it's never been a like like you know uni uni came up with this AMA stuff curve curve came up with this uh you know different style of doing an AMA stuff it's like they have something to prove uh and and they can never really like screw that up right they have a they have a goal where sushi is just like this thing, like this, this, this sort of, um, you know, um, uh, I, I don't know. It's like a shape that doesn't have, like, you know, a, ri- a rigid geometric form, like a square or a circle or something. It's just this thing that's evolving and growing and finding a place. And, um, you know, the it, just, just so you know, um, like Danny is now involved in sushi, and that's part of like the the rally that's going on is oh, now Sushi is getting looped into this um, frog nation. Like, it's everyone's token sort of thing.
0: I can tell you what the greatest BS of 2021 was, and that's, I mean, I haven't heard anyone mention Cardano in six months. And that was all anyone was talking about six months ago. I mean, does that thing still even exist? What are they doing? My Cardano friend that I uh, have
1: beers with has has gone silent. I have not heard from him in a few months.
2: I saw, uh, I watched a Charles Hoskins, whatever is that, isn't that his name? Uh, video yeah. just a couple of days ago. And I mean, he's, you know, he was just rooting for, for DeFi. I think he's a really good, um, salesman, you know, he's just like, you know, Hey, DeFi is great. It's doing great. And, uh, we all got to work together and support everyone and, you know, uh, Everyone, including Cardano. <laughs> so I don't know. It, I, I just, the, you know, their smart contracts launched. I, I, I thought it was a bigger deal than anyone else thought that the smart contracts launched and there's not just like a SushiSwap clone, right? Because Sushi has um, expanded like everywhere. So if you want a rubber stamp in my mind, like you get a, a SushiSwap clone on your, uh, on your chain.
1: I think that's that's something that's interesting. Like, if you would compare Cardano to to Sushi as a DAO, like, whereas Cardano is completely bound up with the identity of this one guy who's like revered. Yes, he has hours and hours of YouTube footage. Whereas Sushi is like, there are people that associate with it. Some of who are are just cartoon characters. Some who are, you know, maybe you've heard their voice. Maybe their real name is out there. But it is it does seem like this this organization that, Hey, like I'm Danny. I have, you know, I can come contribute. I'm just a random person. I can come contribute. Whereas it's not this kind of like ego project of one
0: man. Yeah, no, that's the, that, that makes it a non doubt. Anytime, anytime something is, is, is a cult of personality. It falls under authority. You might as well be a Bitcoin maxi. It's authoritarian. And so it's so a. I would I would rule Cardano. But, and that was the criticism. And that's one of the things that Hal pointed out. It's like it's all about like there's all these smart guys with PhDs who want you to believe stuff or whatever. So if you're just betting on, the point is is that I think that if you if you offer me the chance to just bet on a smart person who's proved they're smart through degrees from Stanford or whatever, or you bet on you know, five people who didn't go to college who are hard workers. I'm going to take the guys who didn't go to college every day. And that's a real doubt.
2: Yeah. See, a cur- curve is the, for me, the PhD bet. It's the, it's it, like the re like Uniswap didn't do a good enough job in my mind of distributing ownership where curve is, has this sort of, um, Game theory around distributed ownership, but yeah, curve is like it's you're betting on the PhDs, but then the PhDs aren't aren't like the ego is not there. Basically,
1: all right. While well, while we're still on DAOs, I've got another one. Um, I think one that I'm really excited about is Klima, and what they're doing. We did a, an episode on ohm, so if you don't know what kind of like the Economics of that are, go listen to that, but it's basically these treasury DAOs that take in assets and, um, issue a token that's, that's using those assets as backing. And what Klima has done is they have, um, taken tradable carbon credits and put them into token form. And that is the asset that they are bonding into their treasury. And the idea for this is not just to accumulate this, this asset, but Explicitly to make the price of carbon credits go up, and this is one of the things you know, like uh, crypto journey questions that I'm always thinking about. It's like where are the intersections between real world economics and and crypto economics, and just this idea of accumulating an asset to make number go up, which is so. You know, there, there's been uh, many uh, brain cycles spun in DeFi and like creating more elaborate mechanisms to, to do this, but uh, taking a um, climate impact assets and putting them into this uh locking them into this protocol and for, for you know it just launched a few months ago but there have been real world uh impacts in the in the carbon credit market and this is just getting started i mean this thing is three three months old so if that continues and 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 this uh they figure out how to tokenize more types of tradable carbon and credits i mean this thing could become a monster
2: yeah, see that that's why I think Footguns is so interesting is uh, especially if we take it from the community perspective and the DAO perspective, you know, we our token is on Polygon, Klima is on Polygon. I've been thinking about this a lot and if anybody that's listened to this uh knows about tokenomics and has an idea like, you know, we've Curve on Polygon, Klima, Footguns, it's just like is there some way that we can get involved in that and, you know, start writing uh about carbon credits more and and that sort of thing and then get some tokenomics involved and ownership involved um yeah i don't know these are the things that i've i've just been thinking about so yeah i'm i'm interested i put um one ethereum into Klima. i think it's worth like 0.25 uh ethereum but i have like five times more Klima now or something
1: yeah i'm down on that in the in a financial sense but i think if this keeps going i mean i I, I think over like if this if this works out over a multi-year time frame and then it can become like a green investment, darling, like if crypto becomes more, um, you know, mainstreamized as an asset class. And then there's the same theme of like ESG cryptos like this is going to be the leader of that category by far. Go, go, Klima. Maybe we should get them on a podcast. Anyone got any more uh, DAO Maxi stuff? What is the worst DAO? What is the most overhyped, un un uh unsexy DAO?
2: Just I, I think it's not like one, I think it's the
0: the <laughs> constant
2: I think it's the constant like reuse of we're launching an NFT. <laughs> You know, there's 8,000 NFTs and you can combine them together to get more NFTs and NFT, NFT, NFT. And somehow this
0: is a DAO. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, just the combination of there's just, uh, you know, inevitably people get bored with stuff and, and either in good faith or bad faith, they go out. And when I was a little kid, I used to think, uh, um, <laughs> I thought this for a while. Please don't make fun. Well, make fun of me all you want. Fuck. Um, just, you know, mention Bass Pro Shops when you do, and, uh, I would take my Doritos for like lunch and I would crunch them up and there were more Doritos. It was the same amount of Doritos, but if you, if you kind of crunched them up, (laughs) you got more Doritos. And I operated under that Dorito theory of economics for, I don't know, a good two years of my life. And, um, I think there are some people out there in crypto who, who believe in that Dorito theory. Meaning, you know, you've got value of one and if you just crush it up into a little piece bunch of little pieces, then spread it around, rebrand it, rename it, do whatever. But look, hard I, things. No, I, know,
2: I po- think this I know I think this is a really good point because, okay, if you're buying okay, what are you buying when you buy Ethereum, right? Because it okay, if you buy if you buy Apple stock, the people that you're <laughs> right, if you buy Apple stock, you have to sell it for dollars. But if you if you buy Ethereum, you can sell it for Sushi, for, you know, CryptoPunk, for, you know, all these like, you know, Dogecoin, whatever. So when you're the one buying the Ethereum from, you know, you know what I mean? Um, you're, you're buying this opportunity into like buying all these different things. So if you're just holding Ethereum, betting on this, the people that are also holding Ethereum with you, like aren't just selling it back into dollars. They're selling it into all these various cryptos and stuff. So like in my mind, you're you're sort of just like buying into that entire thing, right? So I don't know. Uh, is, is it good? Is it bad? It's certainly keeping Ethereum from being at $15,000 and Bitcoin at $100,000 in my mind because people are just selling all these things off into sushi and uni and you know uh, whatever dogs and cats and nfts
0: yeah 2021 i guess to me was the great awakening 2022 will be the great sorting it'll be this the the just hard things are hard and the thing about vows if you're gonna it's so easy it is so easy to have a podcast about why ethereum is going to be the next everything it's so easy to do that it is so easy to be a bitcoin maxi Hard things like democracy are hard. They require compromise. They require uh, a diverse group of people coming in to provide ideas. They require patience. They require all the things that make like our, our world great. And so, um, you know, if you're serious about DAOs, you're serious. And I think the serious people will get more seriouser if that makes any sense. And we'll start to see people. You know, if you just go into the time uh, Discord, it's just a bunch of like beggars. Like, hey, when's the next airdrop? When's the next? Airdrop? It's just, no one really cares about the project. It doesn't, at least it doesn't feel like that to me. And that's really the only other Discord I've really hung out with. They may be great people. I have no idea. Somebody just pointed into it. And it just feels like to me they're just, they're just, they're just, they're just accumulating. They're accumulating. They're accumulating. Well, if 2021 was about accumulation, then this will be about – in other words, to, to your point, Wasabi, you know, it used to be this value stock guy and uh, momentum stocks have um, uh, outperformed. But one of my best trades in Q4 was I believe that there was a rotation taking place. I think you'll, you'll see it in the Q1. And getting really long, Russell 2000 futures, which are small caps, and EMD, yes, so that's S&P minis, uh, mid caps. And I think that, um, you know, this we're going to see the separation of the people who are really willing to do the work and people who are trying to sort of just accumulate a bunch of stuff and hope, like, you know, just be a, a crazy options trader and buy options out of the money and hope some one of them hits kind of thing. And I, I think that will be the real, real, real difference. I will say 2021 is a complete and total disaster for um bitcoin as currency people right i mean there was a lot of hope that once that you know bitcoin this second cycle more people got involved in bitcoin that maybe it would turn into a form of real payment usable on your iphone or BlackBerry. That's never come to the BlackBerry. But but you know I feel like that technology exists, but I don't really think anyone's using it. I mean, I think you could buy a car on Bitcoin if you just asked really nicely and were willing to pay 20000 over ask and you know did a swap to make sure that that was the same number of US dollars. But I do think 2021, if you were hoping that El Salvador are dropping his legal tender, if you were hoping that all this institutional involvement, and if you're hoping X, Y, and Z would lead to Bitcoin being a method of payment, much like the US dollar that you would use at any number of vendors like Bass Pro Shops, then you would, um, this was a pretty disappointing year for you. Guys, Bass Pro Shop is accepting Bitcoin now. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think there, there's been a lot of, what I would call crypto signaling from large uh, companies where you've seen Visa by the the F rocks, you've seen Budweiser do whatever. And it's, this is this, this is just like, it's, it's, it's like the, it's like the let's go Brandon of uh, or whatever. It's, it's the, it's, it's it's signaling to younger generations. Hey, we're hip. We're cool. We know what you're into. And, I think that's signaling. It more than it is. Uh, yeah, my
2: per- my prediction for the next uh 10 years is that sushi becomes the number one token used to purchase sushi because its name is sushi.
0: <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um so wasabi, take us out to take us out of our, what, what about your greatest disappointment of 2021 in terms of just crypto in general? In
1: terms of crypto in general, I think well, I mean I don't know. I kind of want to push back on your on your thing about Bitcoin as currency. I think it depends, right? I think if I was in like Turkey or one of these countries that has like a shitty um I know I I have done done some business in Lebanon and their currency has just collapsed and people have just had their life savings Lost by the banks or frozen. I mean, if I was Lebanese, I would be absolutely putting my life savings in Bitcoin right now. I mean, I have a significant American, but there is like, I'm bearish on Bitcoin as a currency that you're going to buy your fast food, uh, you know, or whatever with your daily needs. But as a savings vehicle for people who are in countries with unreliable currencies, I think that you know, it, it's a no brainer to, to put a big chunk of your wealth in Bitcoin.
2: I'm still curious about, I, 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 I do think that this might be a narrative that's going to come up. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's something that doesn't happen until 2023. Cause you know, crypto, cri- the crypto market likes to just like find something to focus on. Right. Like we had, we had NFTs, then we had, right, like, like let's, let's talk about, like, what we have Web 3.0 and De- DeFi 2.0 this year, right? So, um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, in 2022, are we going to have Web 4.0 and De- DeFi 3.0? And what is Web 3.0 and what is uh, DeFi
1: 2.0? Okay, you just scrambled my brain.
2: Yeah, nobody wants to take it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. So like I mean that's the thing. It's like so, okay, let's let's generalize it even more. Like the obsession in twenty twenty one with like labeling everything as like a, a new phenomena, right? Because um in my mind, what is DeFi two It's Olympus DAO and the like the Danny complex of ice, time and spell. So you know, there's twelve thousand cryptos and De- defi 2.0 is four projects plus a bunch of clones right i mean that's not that's not, it's pretty concentrated right that's not very uh, decentralized
1: all right so best innovation we talk we, i think do you agree that the ohm kind of omenomics is the best innovation that happened this year this this kind of treasury reserve mechanic
2: Honestly, I think it it saved DeFi in some sense that, uh, you know, everyone realized that they were just airdropping tokens for nothing. And and it's funny because, okay, so look, we have the lessons of DeFi 2.0, which was don't just give away your tokens for no reason. And then all of a sudden, you know, Christmas comes around and we have like the SOS airdrop and now this gas airdrop of just giving away a bunch of tokens. So... Um yeah, I don't know. Is it a lesson that will be learned like will it be a sustainable model? I'm not quite sure. I think I think ohm um, like Ohmonomics or whatever um are are super interesting and and it's going to be like a player going into the future. You know, at the same time all the the defi 1.0 protocols are sticking around and I think that you know a lot of people are shifting back their attention to like things like curve. Um which is, you know, essentially giving away tokens, but locking them, right, in an incentivized way versus, you know, Olympus, which is giving away tokens and then, you know, asking you to sort of lock, lock your good assets for their own token. I don't know. I, in my mind, like, the curve model is much more sustainable. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, certainly owning your own liquidity makes a lot of sense to me. It, it's um, uh, some somebody made the argument I heard recently that was like it's only because of Ethereum and high gas fees that like we need the AMA models uh, or sorry AMM models right the automated market makers and that it, you know things like Solana which provide uh, order books uh, is just superior so I, I think that question hasn't been answered yet is like is the automated market maker is the curve model something that um, is sustainable for years and years into the future, or is it the traditional, you know, tradfi order book that you know really represents like a free market? Um, I I think the curve model is insanely interesting when it comes to um, assets that should be um, like trading one to one basically, and that I don't think an order book um, provides the, like the security. Uh, to that peg um, that, that Curve does all right Boomer you got a best innovation for this year
1: did we lose them? did we lose Boomer
0: All right, well, maybe we should just save this. No, I just I had it on mute. I had it on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. This very we, uh, very I think the
2: bit,
0: Yeah, the best innovation clearly was uh, uh, the widespread adoption and use by institutional investors of CME for Bitcoin and Ethereum futures. I mean, I think it gave people the the, the open interest in, in Bitcoin futures was, I don't know, 2,000 contracts a month in June. Now it's fifty. Ethereum has ten times, and so you're now seeing people start to trade this stuff in the United States, where you know there's no perp contracts, they're real contracts, and so the United States is still the most uh, stable place to do business in terms of can you get your money back and regulation and all this other kind of stuff. So I think that um, um, this that was a big that was a big thing to happen this year. Those did not exist uh, a year prior to this.
1: All right, lightning round, best meme. Hal, what's the best meme?
0: Doge. Best Pro Shops. GM. GM.
2: <laughs> Mindset.
1: GM. GM is the best meme. Okay, uh, Boomer, give us give us your best life hack. Not just crypto,
0: life, love, yeah, so relationships. I I, yeah, no, the, the secret to trading is I actually figured out the secret to trading. So I never saw the movie, but that thing when Tom Hanks goes and fucks a volleyball on an island, um, if you're, if you create like an inanimate object and you have to explain that an inanimate object, maybe glass or whatever, why am I about to make this next trade? And this trade is going to benefit us. How, Um, you know, you and your volleyball. You can leave Tom Hanks at home, but, uh, so if you, if you create an accountability mechanism in your trading that will result in much better, um, results as far as, uh, you know, you won't have a lot the days where you're like, why did I do that? Or why did I think I needed that right now? As opposed to waiting for a good price. Um, yeah, you know, we'll go, we'll go down. So that's why. Say that again. I'm still stuck on the Tom Hanks volleyball. Yeah. Thing. So there was some yeah, movie. Yeah, about... lost... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just been some, thinking about some... that the whole time. But... There was some movie, there's some movie about Tom Hanks getting, well, I never saw the movie. I only saw the trailer, but there's some movie it's about called, how... ca- it's called Castaway for, um, yeah. So he, you know, winds up on a desert island. He's only got a volleyball. So he paints it like a girl and fucks it or something. I don't know. But the point is, is that he took an inanimate object and kept himself sane by talking to the inanimate object. So if you're, if a lot of, you know, people who are in crypto, their spouses are not down with it. Their girlfriends are not down with it. Their parents think they're crazy, whatever. So just create a little. Little, little and, and, and that's part of what Foot Guns is for is you go on the Discord and we'll, we'll talk to you and all that, but also create just a little object. You don't have to fuck it like Tom Hanks did, um, but you just create a little object. Maybe you can even buy it at Bass Pro Shops, and you get your little, you know, bass on a wall or whatever, and you look at that bass and you say I'm about to go on gasoline here because it's going to do blank, and I'm going to get out of here because, now it just for me, Having that conversation, that layer of accountability has resulted in the best year that I've ever had. And that probably has life applications as well.
1: So the life hack is to have something in your room that you talk to.
0: (laughs) As an accountability mechanism so that you can explain. It, it it reduces impulsive decisions. Let's put it that way. You do not have to have sex with it, beat Tom Hanks, or purchase it at pro, Bass Pro Shops, but it does help.
1: How best life hack?
0: Yeah, probably just
2: shopping at Bass Pro Shops.
0: <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I just want to say the best innovation by far in terms of crypto this year is if we've done nothing else at foot guns news, we've created a place where people can come and not take themselves so seriously. When you go over to those other discords, it is so serious. Like I just see people constantly angry. Like this is the most important thing in the world. And you just need to understand where I'm coming from. And you are a bad person. and, And it's just full of abuse and just weird stuff. And, every footprint is just kind of like, yo, you know, we think about this and we don't take ourselves too seriously and we make fun of things like <laughs> past pro shops. And, um, you know, I, 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 I think that that that's where I go back to our podcast. We did together with Wasabi, where I say that, that there's more coming out of this, right? There's more coming out of this than just economics. It's lifelong friendships. And so if the only thing foot gun news achieves is a, safe place to not lose your mind and have a sense of humor about crypto and crypto trading, then I think we've done a great job.
1: All right, you ready for my life hack? If you are getting a little bit older, perhaps you are getting some gray hairs, perhaps you find yourself getting up to pee at night, perhaps you wake up and your mouth is a little dry, here's what you do. You go onto Amazon.com and you buy yourself some 3M MicroPore Tape. And before you go to sleep every night, you take some of this tape and you tape your mouth shut. That's right. You tape your mouth shut to go to sleep. What does this do? It forces you to breathe through your nose and breathing through your nose, uh, creates some kind of chemical in your bloodstream that chills you out, makes you not pee, makes you get the best sleep of your life, makes you feel like a completely fucking new person when you wake up in the morning. And this is, this is true. There are books about it. I learned it from, uh,
0: some guy has a, a podcast how long that, it. How long would that book be? It'd be like a sentence. The book Wait, hold
2: is. On, no. I got I I got one too. The like the signing, and then let's go with just going to fucking sleep. Like last night, Bitcoin was at forty six thousand dollars, like on the bottom side of this, you know, support that it's at. And someone was me like, "Hey, what do you think is going to happen?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I'm just going to go to bed."
1: All right, there you have it. What is the best boomer? What is the best crypto fud? Best fud? Go.
0: I'm still f- confused on what fud means. Fear, unnecessary, devoid. <laughs> yeah, unnecessary. It's a doubt. It's a
1: bear narratives. What is, the, what is the most effective or the best bear uh, narrative? What's the reason hearing?
0: to be bearish? The reason to be bearish is that crypto uh, rose and generally as an asset class because we pumped you know seven trillion dollars in the economy to. Um, help with COVID, and we have studies showing that you know one out of every ten person took their their Biden or Trump bucks or whatever those things were. I I wasn't eligible, and bought crypto with them. And you've seen the trading activity fall off in Q three with Coinbase. You that basically. All of the rise in 2021 was associated with loose monetary policy and an excess amount of capital. And some people chose the crypto thing and other people decided to start way too expensive women's boutiques in rural cities in North Carolina. But that would be the ultimate sort of bear case. But I think there's just too many of us out there.
1: Yeah. I, so okay. So Hal, we were talking chatting about this before, and I think I think that's right. I think this is the FUD that's in my mind right now. Right? Uh, for all the talk that uh, Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation, it trades like a risk asset. The Fed is getting uh, is tightening. They're they're going to tighten. Um, Bitcoin is going to trade like uh, your favorite tech stock. It's going to trade like Tesla. It's going to trade like every um, Kind of inflated, uh, growth stock that's been, uh, buoyed by the, the yellow bucks, as Boomer says, and the the COVID trade, all this stuff. And despite it, the narrative that it's an inflation hedge, it's going to trade like Tesla. And, uh, once the Fed starts hiking, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, a bearish year for Bitcoin. But you're saying that this is basically like the middle IQ curve take, and this is wrong. So I'm really excited to, to hear your, uh, your FUD rebuttal here.
2: Yeah, well, I just want to go into my three my three, three things that I heard that I want you guys, I want your take on. So um, just been, you know, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Every Sunday, Footguns, I put out my three favorite. And I know they're like, they constantly tend to be from the same people, but like, I don't know, nobody else is saying anything interesting. Uh, if you got something that's more interesting, please send it to me and I will listen to it. Uh, okay, so here they are. Um, 2022, what you should do. This is what everyone is saying you should do. Um, be defensive and go to cash. Boomer.
0: No, but you should really think about selling in May and going away. I think Q1, once you know Omicron blows through and people are like, well, I'm still here, you're still here, there's sort of a rally on that. We've sort of seen that in this inter-holiday trading period. Where you know I've been bearish to stock market for a long time, but I finally got long. Um, but selling may go away, may be really relevant this year, and watch out twenty
2: twenty three. Wasabi, you are known for just being a super long crypto. Are you are you gonna get into more cash than usual, or? You know what I I have been thinking about
1: uh, stable farming. I think stable are incredibly important in crypto, and I think. Um, I am one of the things I want to work on and I, I, you know, Badger's been thinking about this too, is because stable coins are so important. There are a lot of really juicy, um, farming opportunities and you get a, you know, decently sized stable coin stack and you get that in a kind of diversified basket of a couple different, um, uh, you know, D5 farms and, and you, uh, you add that as kind of like a leg to your portfolio, um, I, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about how I can uh, how I can kind of create a another leg to my portfolio that would continue to uh, produce income through through a bear or just generally provide some like ballast.
2: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm I'm in the same boat. The, the The main reason I like it though is that of boomers like um, uh, USDT Tether to to three trades. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, well get a little bit more stable coin, put them in yield farms, make sure half of it's in uh, tether and then uh, <laughs> see if this thing actually does blow up. You know, like it could, it could really happen where crypto is in such a search for liquidity that people are willing to, to buy more tether because uh, you know, they're not on exchanges or and Okay. Anyways, um, back to the 2022 thing, investing in 2022 will be hard. You must be selective in
0: what you own. Yeah, no, no shit. I mean, investing is always hard. That's one of those things like, well, the markets are not going higher because there's, there's all this uncertainty. It's like, there's always uncertainty. Are you kidding me? That's one of those things that on our trading rules, that's a truism. Like, I'm, I'm long wheat because people always have to eat. That doesn't mean you should be long wheat. Um, I'm long gasoline because people have to put it in their cars. That doesn't mean you should be long gasoline. So I think that's one of those just sort of innocuous, like, CNBC questions. But I did say earlier, I do think as far as crypto goes, this will be the year of period of discernment where it's going to be harder and harder to do these rug pull things. It's going to be harder and harder to fake the Dow. If you want to really be a Dow, it's going to be harder and harder to be full of shit.
1: So, okay. Uh, investing will be hard. I think, I mean,
2: Specifically, somehow, you know, this is one of the the most common, common responses people have to why something is happening is, well, it's the current year, like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. It's 2022. So yeah, so because it's 2022, somehow investing is harder.
1: I mean, I think, okay, investing money, it's kind of like a truth. It's always hard, like, you tend to overcomplicate it. I you know, I would hate if there was a, a calculator, like everyone puts in these gas calculators for like how much they spent. If those calculators calculated, if you actually outperformed just like holding ETH or holding like Bitcoin or whatever, like, you know, I th- that, that would be max pain to know if you're all your trading activity did or did not outperform. Cause I think the vast majority of people probably either broke even or didn't. But i don't know the biggest investment that all of us make is our time right in any moment and 2021 was a year where i made the switch to uh transition out of my uh, other businesses that are not crypto and focus on crypto and start this podcast and you know do my own podcast and start working at a dow and uh i don't think i'm questioning that for a second like i think i think crypto is is attaining this critical mass i think uh the regulatory stuff uh, is is becoming explanation less less point
0: on that explanation point on that and to your regulatory point, it's just it's not happening. Just move on. That, that was yeah. the, that was one of the best said things you've ever said, Wasabi, or has ever been said on a crypto podcast. I definitely agree. Hal, what was your third question? All right, this is this is why I started, we transitioned into this. The Fed will raise rates. I don't think it. I don't think it really matters at this point. It's like we have to get interest rates up to some reasonable level because we're destroying people's savings. We've been living in a zero interest rate economy since 2010, and it's getting absolutely fucking ridiculous. And uh, you know, companies can handle it. If you look at the marginal increase of cost, borrowing costs of capital of 25 basis points here, or 25 basis points there. It, it doesn't destroy you. Interest is tax deductible to corporate entities. So it's, the whole Fed thing about trading the Fed, it's, it's the same Ethereum proof of stake thing. It's like, uh, uh, you know, you tra- buy the rumor, sell the fact, you are buying Ethereum based on the idea that's going to move to proof of stake versus proof of work, you know, proof whatever. And then you're trading that anticipation, that anticipation. When the thing finally happens, it's usually not that bad. Could be wrong. Don't know. I've got a real hot take on technology and I'll let you answer house question. Boom. Uh, uh, Wasabi, whatever your name is. Love you, but don't know your name. So technology, everybody's all about the technology. A couple of things Two, t- at least two instances over the last uh, 72 hours. I've seen the feed for the guy who's like on TV to explain why the web telescope is such a big technological advancement, like get cut because of bad internet connection, which is just hilarious. Second, We talk about how we're just, oh, technology, technology is going to revolutionize things the metaverse or whatever. Just keep one thing in mind. We still wipe our ass with trees. (laughs) Yes. We still defecate in our own municipal water supply and then clean it. We still use traffic lights where we depend on perfect strangers to, quote unquote, do the right thing.
2: Just FYI. I think those are great, those are great points. <laughs> that, that's certainly uh, something in the tokenomics that the metaverse will have to figure out.
1: So you're saying I should return the bidet that I got for Christmas?
0: The bass approach out. Yeah, to, to, to the Bass Pro Shop to exchange it for maybe some more uh, lure and line. And I, I will say the best, you know, part of our last thing is the best Saturday Night Live skit ever is Zach Galifianakis talking about the bidet. That's all he talks about is what if the bidet doesn't work in a hotel room. Everybody should definitely go check it out. Guys, I'm super excited. 2022, full Dow time. It's been a great 2021 with you guys. Couldn't have asked for two better Partners to experience this journey with this wasabi, say my crypto journey. And even though wasabi's the host, I'm going to end this fucker by saying we'll be back next week and we'll do this all over again. Cheers, guys. See ya.